So what's up, y'all? So many of y'all already know that I have a lot more interest in politics and life and speaking with fellow writers and authors and just other people in other fields that I think are amazing. I have a love and interest for music as well. Now, I don't necessarily create music. Well, I do make beats. Y'all should check them out whenever I share them on social media. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, all that. But I'm talking about... uh. And dedicated podcast where I speak about music. So if you like my honest discussions about whatever I talk about here, you're going to love the honest discussions I have about music over at the My Two Cents podcast. That is a podcast I do, a weekly podcast. I've been doing it just as long as this podcast that you're listening to right now. The My Two Cents podcast can be found anywhere you're listening to this podcast. Go over, subscribe to My Two Cents Podcast. That is the word My Two Cents is spelled numerically dollar sign zero dot zero two podcast. Right after that, you'll be able to find it everywhere you're listening to this podcast. Once again, go over, subscribe to the My Two Cents Podcast. New episodes every Monday, just like this podcast. Now let's get back to the show. What's up, y'all? It's your man, Ernest, or you love Ernest, same guy, different name, back again with another episode of the Ernest Thoughts Podcast. So, as I've stated in the past, uh, when I don't really have topics to talk about as far as topics that I feel are interesting topics to talk about via, <clears throat> I guess, what's going on in pop culture, in the world, politics, whatever, shit that I already haven't been saying anyways, um, then I will talk about myself. Um, and that's the advice I'd give to podcasters, especially those who, I guess, will do, like, I guess, a variety show or, you know, talk about a number of things and not just one specific topic. Um, even those who do hone in on a specific genre or topic or whatever, it's never a bad thing for you to talk about yourself, you know? Uh, especially during a podcast. If you listen back to your own podcast or you have listeners, think they want to know more about you, obviously. And as, you know, a podcast creator who, um, you know, <clears throat> like myself, I just feel as though that talking about myself and listening back to being able to listen back to you know, where I was at the time mentally. I don't just do that with my opinions on <clears throat> on the things that I talk about. I do that in general. So I want to talk about why I do what I do, okay? Um, I may have mentioned these things before, and I believe I... I don't think I dedicated an entire episode, but I think I did something similar. Um, sometime, not last year, um, but I probably, I believe years ago, uh, if not the year before last, uh, sometime <laughs> between the time stamps of me starting this podcast to where it is now, obviously. Um, so I guess let's just start with why I podcast. For those who don't know, 
Um, I got into podcasting, this podcast in particular, um, well, podcasting in general, back in like 2017. So, it's only been a few years since I've been doing this. And I started on Spotify because that was the only platform that I knew at the time um, where I could, you know, podcast for free. But the thing about Spotify um, was that you were only allowed a certain number of, you know, bandwidth or whatever, right? And as soon as I ran out of bandwidth, if you're using a free version, let me put it that way. Soon as I ran out of bandwidth, it was like, well, I don't want to pay because at the time I was only averaging what, like two views per episode. And I swear one of them was either myself or, and I know the other one for sure was my girlfriend at the time. You know, she was one of the two views, but that was about it. I, I did about like probably eight or so episodes on Spotify before I ran out of bandwidth. Now, some people are going to be like, just eight? That's crazy. How, how you know, how much memory were they allowing you? I'm not quite too sure, but just like these episodes uh, back then, this was when it was called uh, the Let's Talk About It podcast. Maybe some of y'all are still around and you remember that name and everything i did a whole i do remember i did a whole discussion as to why i did the name change and everything else uh for this podcast uh maybe i'll mention it here again but yeah back when this podcast the earnest thoughts podcast was called the let's talk about it podcast that was on that started on spotify before you're listening to it anywhere you're listening to it right um, but I did like the first eight episodes and to be real to you all the first eight episodes I did there were not the same first eight episodes that you can find on wherever you listen to this podcast flat, uh, uh, wherever you listen to this podcast right now if you go back into my history and you just find the first eight episodes of this podcast those are not the same episodes on Spotify I don't quite remember. I know I did an introduction episode, right? And in that, in that introduction episode, it's pretty much <laughs> what I'm going to do here in this segment is talk about why I got into podcasting. So, as I said before, I started podcasting in 2017. I did it because um, it was something I wanted, and I, I wanted some alternative to YouTube because YouTube... Um, the things I was talking about, you know, y'all know the things that I say, the things I was talking about, YouTube was either heavily suppressing me, shadow banning me, or just outright punishing me for having said views and opinions. And this was going on long before 2017, but it just got to a point, a boiling point, a tipping point really around that time where I was just like, it's, it's getting to the point now where it's like, I don't see the point in doing this anymore you know now i'm still on youtube you see the in the description box below i have my other youtube channel where i pretty much talk about myself and i also have another youtube channel as well where i don't talk about the things that i talk about here um and i have a gaming channel which has been dead for quite some time now 
because I haven't really been gaming like that for quite some time now. Um, but I, I, when I do get back to gaming, I believe, I'm not 100% sure I'm going back to that channel, but I believe I'm going to go back to that. But that's just, you know, quick updates on all of the stuff. The one channel, the one YouTube channel that you will find in the description box below, that is a channel that I'm still active in. It's actually a brand new channel as well but I'm still active in. So if you're looking at it and you're like, you only have about like four or five videos. Again, it's it's brand new. Um, so give it time. But I, it was just, I wanted an alternative to YouTube that wasn't necessarily getting on the camera and speaking because um, attention spans for people who watch youtube videos or just videos of commentary was so damn short and i had a hard time i say had like i still don't have this problem i don't know if you want to consider it a problem or not but i had a hard time condensing hour-long thoughts into 15 minute video clips or 15 minutes you know in general right um because i either rambled along as i've done as I still kind of do. I expand on thoughts. I, you know, take other points and then shift them into the point that I'm making here. I try to argue the opposing idea of my opinions and either critique or support those opinions as well. So I do a lot of shit, you know, in, in, in my commentary, you know? I think that's one of the things that make me unique compared to all the other commentators, I feel as though a lot of people just wanna say their thoughts and there's nothing wrong with that. They just say their point and they move on. But I like to say my point, of course, a point of view that I don't feel as though many people have, or I do, not that many people have. Um, I don't think many people are willing to express, let me put it that way. Cause I doubt that I'm the only individual that believes the things or says the things that I say on this podcast, only difference between myself and others is I say them out loud. I don't just say them to myself. Or I just I don't just say them to, you know, the group of people or the one person that I feel safe to say these things to. Not to call out anybody else, but that's pretty much how I know for a fact that I'm not the only one just because other people will message me. Other people have came up to me and said, You're right about this or I, I agree with you on that. But they've never really expressed these ideas that they say they feel the same way about um, to out loud. I'm not saying they have to. But pretty much that's why I started doing podcasting and I enjoyed it. Um, I remember the first time I did it again, it was like an introduction episode about who I was and why I do what I do and you know what was to be expected of the then Let's talk about a podcast, the now Ernest Thoughts podcast, you know, um, and that was that. I, I enjoyed it, and I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. Now, there was a part of me that was not expecting to get 50 billion views my first go, you know. I'm not some pretty white girl. I'm not some handsome white guy. It's just what it is, you know what I'm saying, you know. I'm not some sassy gay guy either or, you know somebody who can easily muster up 
thousands and thousands of views their first go at doing something or publishing something. I don't have a team behind me to push me on things and promote me. I'm doing all of this myself and via the good word of people who feel the need to share, you know? But that's that. I didn't expect it, but two views per episode just felt like a waste of time to me. And it wasn't like I, I it wasn't that I wanted to stop podcasting. It just was I didn't want to pay for a Spotify membership when it was like if I pay for this membership and I don't believe it was that expensive. I could be wrong. I don't know what the prices are and looking now. Ever since I stopped yeah, ever since I deleted the podcast and those episodes off of Spotify, I haven't been on Spotify. So I don't know what Spotify is looking like right now or whatsoever, their pricing, all that. But I think it was probably about like maybe 30 something a month or um, I could be mistaken. I don't know for one of the tiers. Right. But still, it was like I'm if I pay this money, I'm, I'm I had the mindset of if I pay this money, I'm going to I want more than two views, obviously more than three, more than hell, 10 views per episode. Now, I know a lot of that goes with promoting yourself, putting yourself out there and all this other stuff, networking possibly and all that stuff. I understand. But yeah, it was just like the risk was too uh, risky and the reward to me at the time was not it, it just didn't feel right. Right. So I stopped there and then I heard about Anchor. So the the microphone paused um, <laughs> it paused and I didn't, I, I was talking and talking and talking. So obviously I got to listen back to that first clip and see where I ended up. Cause I wasn't even looking down at the microphone and, you know, the speaker to see the, you know, sound waves bouncing. I was just, I'm outside as you probably can hear from via the nature sounds and everything, um, the wind and everything. And I'm literally just staring into space staring into these leaves you know these fall color leaves greens um you know light greens the yellows the oranges the reds and everything right just talking and i look down for a second and i see that the microphone stopped it's this app that i use so i'm going to continue on with the point i was saying before um yeah, because I didn't listen back to that last clip. So, as I said for the, I'm going to say this again and just move forward from what I was saying. Where, where, where I left off before I noticed the microphone was off. I was on Spotify. I started a podcast because I wanted, to, I wanted an alternative to YouTube. I wanted to talk about the things that I talk about on YouTube, but not have to condense into a 15-minute video because attention spans were short and everything. I also wanted to escape the YouTube suppression and not go on a different platform that was just weird and everything. Um, so that's why I started doing podcasting. I heard about the Anchor app. This is where I was getting that. I heard about the Anchor app via Gary V. Gary V, the motivational speaker, right? I was watching an interview of his, and again, this is all in 2017. I was watching an interview of his, and he mentioned the Anchor app. He, he was talking about how 
you know, he, he's really big on entrepreneurship and people just doing things and not having excuses. So he was like, Anchor is this great app to where anybody, literally anybody can start a podcast. Um, you don't have to have all this fancy equipment. You can start it from your phone. It's a free app and everything. You know, you may have heard the ads um, that I've had on Anchor, about Anchor on this podcast, you know, when they were still sponsoring this podcast but you know that's a shot at you anchor the ball's in your court now what you gonna do with it anyways um i was like hmm this sounds interesting this sounds really great um a part of me was being a little punk bitch about it i ain't gonna front because it it, it wasn't until like probably the second or third interview where gary v mentioned anchor because it wasn't like the first time i heard him mention it i was like oh let me download it on my phone no, nah, it was like many, it, it was like seven to third interviews where he mentioned it. And meanwhile, these are not back to back to back interviews. These are interviews that are spaced out, but he just happened to be mentioning Anchor. He just happened to talk about, you know, these things and, and uh, you know, I guess entrepreneurship again, as he does in many of his interviews and motivational speeches, right? Um, so... I was like, you know what? This is like the third time he said this. What's going to hurt? You want to do this podcast thing? You, you, you got these opinions and everything. So go ahead. Start it. Also, I was... That's around the time where I... Because I started using Anchor to do my uh, the My Two Cents podcast. That's the first podcast I started with Anchor. And then I did the let's talk about a podcast as you know it today as the earnest thoughts podcast so i started with the my two cents podcast and my two cents podcast was or is is has always been what it was it was a podcast primarily where i talked about the music industry and reviewed music right when i first started it i didn't necessarily review music there because i was still doing written reviews over the years, I was writing my reviews on Tumblr. I had a Tumblr blog, and on that blog, it was called The Ill Mind of Ernest, where I would do, again, I would do music reviews. I would talk about things. I would treat it like my Medium blog, where I wrote things about my opinion. Everything that I had an opinion on, whether it be about music, movies, pop culture, politics, whatever, everything, video games, everything was condensed on that one blog, okay? But then it got to the point where Tumblr just became unbearable um, and everything, and I got, as I got older, to be honest with you, I was like, I'm a, why am I still on this platform? Like, I'm getting into arguments with fucking weird-ass Gen Z motherfuckers, like, young-ass kids, what am I doing? What am I, and again, this is 2017, 2016, 2017, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, yo? Like, you a grown-ass man, this is some little-ass bitch over here, and as much as you want to slap the shit out of her and him, and them, these are fucking kids, like, this is their platform now. And also, I just felt disgusted on tumblr it wasn't and it wasn't the porn because i loved it when the porn was on there but i just felt disgusted to be real with you i felt disgusted on there so i was like yeah you know what it's time to go it's time to go 
these written reviews on here um it's time to go and at the time i started working for a magazine anyways um what that fell apart um i'll probably get into that probably this episode i feel like it's it feels right i don't know but I started writing for them and this was a music based magazine as well. So I started doing reviews for them. So it's like all these other things played into it. It's like, okay, I I can write these reviews for free on Tumblr and then have 50 billion weirdos message me because they don't like my opinions on shit. Or I could get paid to write these reviews for this magazine. You know, I'm, I'm going with the option that was getting me paid. You know, not much, but it was getting me paid at the time, ish. So I chose that option. That's where I was doing my written reviews. But then I didn't want to necessarily just rely on that. Um, and to be real with you, I think Gary V. this is around probably like the third or so interview where he mentioned Anchor. He talked about how we can get sponsorships and, and you know, make money and there are people he mentioned some guy i forget the creator's name but he was on anchor um because i didn't join anchor when it first started i was late to the party as i am with most and many apps you know um so he this guy ended up again starting off like probably in like his basement or some shit or at his parents house i I believe i i don't want to I don't want to assume he was in a basement because he was still living with his parents at the time. But yeah, he started off doing his podcast, living living in his parents' house, and then he got so much views and so much money from it that he became obviously wealthy enough for him to afford his own place and you know become this big brand and all this other stuff. And he started off on Anchor, you know. Um, again, I don't know who the guy is, um, but he said that it happened for him and i do remember looking into it and i was like wow i mean i never heard it to do before some white guy so you know i don't pay attention to white guys so (laughs) i don't know who the dude was i still don't remember who he was but i just remember wow good for you man good good for you good for you and i remember just thinking this is what he achieved not not to a t but what he achieved was something that i wanted for myself I wanted that independence. I wanted to get out of my parents' house. I wanted the success. I wanted the money. Now, one out of three or one out of 50 (laughs) is what I got. (laughs) The things that he got. I got my independence. (laughs) Um, But that was from, you know, the hard work and just other things. And, uh, um, And I guess credit to the podcast and non-credit to the podcast uh that awarded me my independence i'm not rolling in dough like he is my brand is not as strong as his i'm not some big podcast name like he is right so it's it was it was just all that put together that made me want to start so i started off with the my two cents podcast once again music-based podcast you'll hear the ad for that then i was like let me continue the let's talk about it podcast once again for those who are harder listening or harder hearing let's talk about a podcast is this podcast it's just it was the old name of this podcast 
So I was like, let me continue on with that. And I was like, hopefully this thing is actually free because I do not want to pay for shit. It's just that simple. I do not want to pay for shit. And Anchor was honestly my last straw. It was to the point where I was like, if this doesn't work out, I'm just not going to podcast. And I'm just not going to create content or, you know, maybe I'll thug it out on Tumblr. I don't know my thoughts about Tumblr at the time. Um, Well, I don't know if I had, you know, any... I knew my thoughts about Tumblr at the time, as I stated. I don't know if I had thoughts of, you know, continuing on with Tumblr. Let me put it that way, at the time. Um, I just remember being done with it and was like, I'm done. Let me get off this shit platform. So that's what it was for me. Um, but as far as if Anchor didn't work out, I I don't, I would be like, I at the time I was like, I'm just not going to do content creation. I'm just going to be some somebody some somebody that you know writes from time to time maybe or i i'm gonna just stick to playing my video games and finding a regular job and some shit maybe i'll try to finish school this time seriously for the 500th time and you know get a degree in something and use that degree to hopefully do something with my life you know that's how i was viewing it but anchor proved to be not as bad as I, you know, was not that I thought it was going to be bad, but just it didn't prove to be bad at all. Um, now, granted, I when I first started, for some reason, they would only allow people to uh, record episodes between five with five minute segments, which I thought was weird. And again, you're talking to somebody, you know, who rambles on. Um, So it was hard for me at times to condense my thoughts to five minutes. So I ended up having to literally shorten things into five minute segments and then or at least uh, segments up to five minutes. And that was just weird. Uh, but I think that was something uh, on my end as well. I was doing something wrong with the recording because I remember the first time I went over the five minute mark and I didn't notice it because I'm doing what I'm doing right now, just staring into space and speaking, right? And I look down at the time and it's been past the five minute mark and I'm like, oh word, it, it didn't pause on me, it didn't stop. I didn't get that warning sign. I was like, this is great, let me continue talking. I can do longer episodes now, yay. And I was, from there, it was just like, okay, let me continue just doing this thing, a weekly thing. Um, I chose Mondays because I think uh, there was a lot of podcasts at the time that was dropping, especially the ones I paid attention to that was dropping like Wednesday, Thursday, and I didn't want to compete with them. Now, they still whipping my ass, but (laughs) I did not want to compete in quotation marks with them by dropping on the same day. It's kind of like when music artists try to find out the release date of like bigger artists because they don't want to necessarily drop on the same day or maybe they do because they want to, you know, have this, I guess, silent war of who's going to have the most sales the first day. Um, or they're just going to be like, now nah, I'm not dropping on the same day Kendrick drops because 
no one's going to listen to my shit, you know? So let me try to avoid Kendrick's release date, but Kendrick is like, nah, nigga, I ain't telling you when I'm releasing. So, yeah, I, again, uh, a bunch of the podcasts that I paid attention to at the time, and I think still, they release episodes every Wednesday, like that Wednesday, Thursday mark, right? Now I do release one episode, I mean, one podcast every Thursday, the season premiere, or at least try to every Thursday. Uh, as I'm recording this on a Saturday, the this week's episode of the season premiere podcast just aired. I just posted that before hitting record on this podcast, so go check it out. Um, same same platforms you can check out this podcast. So I did do that because it, it just got to the point where it's like I don't really care. You know, at first when I first started, I was obviously I guess being more meticulous about when to drop, what time to drop, and all that stuff. And I should be back to that way. Um, but it was always like Monday mornings, and it's still that that way now. You're gonna hear this first air Monday morning, but it was like Monday morning before 7 a.m. and I would, cause I'd be up around like five, six or something. But then I'll be rushing editing and rushing putting it out. And now it's like, you're getting it Monday morning. Now you still probably get it around that time anyways, seven, eight-ish maybe. Um, but it's still a Monday thing because that's just the day that I stuck with this podcast and the My Two Cents podcast as well. But pretty much why I started podcasting was because I wanted an alternative to YouTube without the censorship, without the lack of attention spans. Now, I've had plenty of people, and I've said this on this podcast, plenty of people tell me, I would listen to your podcast, but they're so long and my attention span it. But then they, I check out the podcast or I look into the podcast that they listen to and they're just about the same length, an hour long and or so or whatever, right? So it's like, just say you don't like the content. Just say you're not interested in the things that I talk about. Or just say you don't fuck with me. Or you don't want to support me. Either or, these reasons, whatever the honest reason is, it is what it is. Uh, but there are people who don't ha- necessarily have the attention span for podcasts. Uh, I know someone actually... Uh, a friend of mine uh, she actually doesn't have the attention span for podcasts at all um, she will try to get her I guess her way of getting podcasts in quotation marks is watching little TED talk uh, clips she 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 likes those you know um, but she's tried to get into podcasts in general and it's not that she couldn't get into mine because she didn't mind the shit I was saying we talked about this shit that I talk that I uh, talked about on the podcast. It's just she couldn't get into it. So I know if she's that way, there are others just like that. Um, but on YouTube, it's it's a lot more fickle. People are a lot more fickle for some reason. It, it you got to be a creator that has hundreds of thousands of subscribers, and you have out of those hundreds of thousands of subscribers at least a thousand of them or maybe even 10,000 of them are so loyal to you or they just love your content so much that they're willing to watch your video that's longer than 15 minutes. Um, Or if, again, you're a gaming channel, 
you can get away with that because it anyone who games know that it's going to take you 15 longer than 15 minutes to play a game or if you're really enjoying the game you should you're likely playing it longer than 15 minutes you know so there's there's that aspect of it um but that's that now as far as how i feel about my podcast now and everything um and I named this episode Ugly Business because I th- I want the, th- the theme, the underlying theme about what I do um, is that things aren't as glamorous as people believe that it should be or people might think it is or as glamorous as I want it to be. Not with my podcasting, not with my writing not with my clothing brand which i will mention as well not with a lot of things that i do but the whole ugly business idea is you start off not necessarily satisfied with you know or making do pretty much let me not say not being satisfied because there are moments where i'm like man i'm really like sure i don't have the best equipment i don't get the highest amount of views i don't have all that but i really 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 enjoy what i made via this the little that i have you know what i'm saying and that goes for everything not just with this podcast um and it's just making do with what you have and enjoying the process and enjoying doing so and that's the biggest takeaway i want you to take away from this episode not just for me to give you an update about what I'm doing and why I do what I do, um, but to just try to motivate y'all, because I know I, it's probably been a while since I had a motivating factor or whatever, and you know, this is gonna make me feel better, because to be honest with you, I'm kind of in like, not the best of moods, but I'll get into that. If, if I don't have anything to talk about next week, I'll get into all that, but. I want to keep this episode all about um, <clears throat> what I want to talk about. So, um, making make, making the best out of what you have. And that could probably be a message for next week's episode, too. If I do talk about what I'm going through, right? Um, and enjoying the process. Enjoying, this is a message that I know a lot of podcasters, a lot of people talk about. Enjoying the process, enjoying just uh, creating and realizing that the more consistent you are, this is something I still have to realize, to be honest with you, realizing that the more consistent that you are with it, the better you become at it. And the better you become, the better your work will reflect that. And I can definitely say that has been the case for this podcast. I've seen my numbers go from places where I honestly would never thought they would go to, you know, not just as far as you counts per episodes, but podcast rankings, stats I get from Spotify or any other platform, people reaching out and all this other stuff. It's it amazes me. And I have to be more grateful for those things. You know, because God knows I need to. (laughs) That's why. 
But yeah, that's pretty much why I podcast. I have shit to say. <laughs> and I don't want to say them on YouTube because I'm tired of fighting with YouTube. But I love this stuff so much. And it's, it's to the point now where it's like I'm not going to stop saying these things. Uh, now, have I ever thought about going back on YouTube or whatever? Again, I told y'all probably like last year or so I tried. It just got to the point where it's like I don't. When I get on YouTube, I feel good doing the videos that I do on YouTube now and putting them out there. The videos about myself and then the videos about the other content uh, that I do on there. The other content I do on there is pretty much talk about uh, the apps and websites that I use to make money, um, some extra money. So if you're interested in that, reach out to me and we can discuss because I have a number of apps out on my phone and money and cryptocurrency and you know shit like that so if you want to get into all of that again just shoot me a message and let me know um, but that's the other channel that I have on YouTube and if you hit me up I'll, I'll definitely definitely link you to that channel I'm not leaving it in the description box below because I just want to keep these two things kind of separate um you know um but pretty much if again if that's something you're interested in just let me know and i will gladly send you a link to that channel but that's why i podcast so you're gonna hear an ad to another podcast of mine because anchor ain't sponsoring this motherfucking podcast but <laughs> so anymore no one else want to advertise on here so let me advertise on my own shit you're gonna hear me in an ad and then you're gonna hear me again talk about what's next let me talk about why i let me talk about why i started my clothing brand next stay tuned so you know this podcast is about politics pop culture and life in general and I used to review movies and probably talk about a TV show here and there. But now I have a dedicated podcast for that. It is called the Season Premiere Podcast. And it's also a weekly podcast just like this one. But new episodes every Thursday where I talk about my favorite shows and maybe movies I've seen. And I review them. So if you want to hear my thoughts on all of that outside of politics and all these other things that I talk about on this podcast, go check out the season premiere podcast. You can find that podcast everywhere you can find this podcast. Subscribe over there, just like you're subscribed here, and enjoy the rest of the show. All right, after that little awkward pause of silence ish, <laughs> I am back. So, why I started my clothing brand, Bad for Business clothing so to be honest with y'all i had no idea what my clothing brand name was going to be it literally popped up the moment i decided to just create a batch of clothes i first was thinking okay let me just call them ease tees you know e as in you know the first letter of my name and you know, E's as in like it's my, and then T's as in, you know, the word, it was supposed to be a play on of 
uh, the word tees and the, you know, the shortened word for t-shirt, you know, t, right? So it was ease, e apostrophe s, and then the word tees. That's what I was initially going to call them because there were just going to be some silly sayings written by me. Now, you're probably, you probably have looked into the store or maybe looking into the store now, linked in the description box below, and you're like, there's still some silly sayings on there. But some of the stuff on there is obviously meant to be silly and everything, while others is meant to make a statement, a political statement or some type of statement in general. Statements that I felt that were, you know, if anybody were to wear these things to work or show up somewhere, it would get them sent home. You know, the, the type of shit where you probably, your students probably can't wear in school. Remember those um, Young Jeezy Snowman shirts and stuff? I don't have anything like that. Um, but, you know, just stuff that says things on them that will offend people or get people to think. Because mainly that's, 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 that's the goal here. Now, that's not everything. Some things are just lighthearted. A lot of things on there is actually lighthearted. Um, but there are some things on there where I, I'm like, I purposely designed them to, because that's how I was, you know, that's what I was going through my mind. So it wasn't until like the 11th hour, not literally, but like, you know what I mean? The last minute when I'm designing these pat, uh, you know, these clothes and everything. And I'm like, Hmm, I know what to call it bad for business clothing and merchandise company long ass name right so just say bad for business so i was like that's gonna turn a lot of people away because when i talk about it all uh, offline people get this weird look like huh what bad for business what why the hell would you i'm keeping it that way because my thing is, I want people who are unapologetically unafraid to express themselves to wear my clothing. It's really that simple. If you're not that, then my clothing brand isn't for you. It's really that simple. So I, I suggest you go somewhere else. I don't know, Ralph Lauren, somewhere else. Um, there are plenty of other, if you want to support a black-owned clothing brand, a black-owned business, um, there are plenty of others out there, trust me, I would know. There are plenty, plenty of others out there that actually don't say bad words on their, their, their uh, clothes or don't have things that will be considered, I guess, bad for business. Unless you're the ones that celebrate blackness and you're offended by black people celebrating, celebrating blackness, then yeah, you're gonna be offended by that shit. Uh, and you're gonna think that's bad for business, you know, because black pride is bad for business for white businesses. So, it was, that's why I came up with the name. But as far as why I started my clothing brand, I always wanted to have my own clothing to start it. There was this weird, you know, I'm a creative. And although, the, the, the majority of my creations is written creative uh, is is writing pretty much uh, so written creativity 
I always would look at like clothes and certain things and say I would design it this way or I would design it that way or I wish I had a shirt that looked like this or I wish I had hoodies or whatever or you know I remember when 2k I think this was 2k 18 one of the more older but somewhat recent 2k's um, where you was able to design your own sneakers I think all of them you can still do that in all of them now excuse me but yeah I was like wow this is probably the best thing not the beat machine where you can make beats was my favorite part of that whack ass game but second part was designing your own sneakers I still want to actually design my own sneakers I just haven't done so yet but that really brought it out of me so it was like a few years ago where it brought those dreams of starting my own clothing brand out and just you know putting it out there why it took me so long just like why it took me so long to start writing and doing other shit that i kind of like doing yeah either as a hobby or whatever is insecurity and lack of you know opportunity i thought i thought i needed to pay some you know big ass or you know some t-shirt design company whatever i thought i needed to buy like 50 billion packs of white t-shirts or buy all these this other fabric and all do all that stuff now there's people who actually do that i'm not downing them but we've went over this i'm a cheap ass motherfucker so <clears throat> if i could find how to do something for free and make magic out of that free thing i'm gonna do it it's 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 just how i roll i'm gonna do it now i do pay for things where i'm like okay i it's worth the pay so i'm gonna do it and that's when i will pay for something but i didn't find any avenue where i can where i honestly was confident enough and to spend my money in so i was just like yeah and it was just the aspect of well, you're not a fashion designer. Leave that to the people who are actually into fashion design. Simply because you have thoughts of designing your own clothes and all that does not make mean you should do it, right? But Idris Elba once said, and I'm paraphrasing, but he once made a beautiful statement about people doing whatever that thing whatever things that they thought about doing <clears throat> and going out and doing them because you don't want to be on your deathbed you don't want to be dying and thinking man i wish i would have done this i wish i would have done that now i know that's something a lot of people said but i remember it really resonated with me for some reason when idris elba said it maybe because he, idris elba is this famous actor and he also makes music as well um so it's like when he was like you know what i'm gonna not just do acting i'm gonna get into music um and whatever else he does do it's because he was like you know what 
I don't give a damn what people are going to say. I want to do this because this is what I want to do. And, you know, I don't want to be on my deathbed saying, man, I should have made that song. Or I should have made that album, man. Like, man, I wish I would have did music. So it was like, wow. Yeah, you know what? I'm starting this thing. Um, and then just like how my my shit with Gary V. It wasn't an instant thing where it's like, okay, I'm I'm sold, I'm doing it. It took some time, um, but the difference between <clears throat> me starting a podcast and me, the time that I took between starting a podcast and the time that I took to start my own clothing brand, um, is because, again, I went back to the mindset of, okay, I really want to do this, but I don't know where to start. Now I know Teespring. Or it's called Spring at the time, but who? Let's be real. Ain't nobody calling it Spring. It's called Teespring. So Teespring was an avenue a lot of people went to. I was, and I'm on Teespring as well. I just don't have many designs on there. Um, if you look into some of the older episodes of this podcast, you'll see a, a Teespring link there. Or you might, if that link is still active, to be honest with you. Um, you would have seen a Teespring link there because I started off there. Just like how I started off on Spotify. You know, difference is I'm still on Teespring. I just haven't uploaded my designs there in a long, long time because interface to me is just confusing as hell, um, to be honest with you. And whereas I'm using the platform Bonfire, um, which is super easy to get started super easy and they're not paying me but hey bonfire you want to sponsor this uh podcast reach out to me um but it was just super easy to design um kind of restrictive i will say that it's not the best because they are very restrictive i won't even say kind of very restrictive with uh the uh where you can design on the and it paused again so i'm just gonna stop using this app this recording app and this might be the last record record i'm gonna stop using on here and then just solely record via the anchor app and then obviously disperse these episodes they do it for me anyways all over the place because this is getting ridiculous Anyways, as I was saying before, the one thing that I dislike about Bonfire, uh, a couple things though. One, I do think that they're very restrictive to, um, you know, how you could design your, 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 especially the clothing, right? Restrictive as, as to where. They usually just allow people to do the torso and the back. You can't really put designs on arms and sleeves and and stuff. And also, when I say torso, I mean like the the chest and probably top half of your stomach. Anywhere below that um, is you know the unrestricted area. And you know, those designs will not show up in your final product when when they design it for you. Also. Um, the same for the back you can put it on your upper back you know where the shoulders are uh you know in between shoulder blades and everything um and you know the middle back but if you want anything lower back or lower again 
it's not going to happen. Um, also, I do think that their shipping needs to be a lot more rapid. Um, there, pe- there have been people who've ordered or someone who ordered, uh, well, actually both people who ordered something from my store. And it was like, it's taken a while to ship. And that's because Bonfire does this weird thing. Now they got this rapid shipping thing where I always use that option. But um, I, don't, I still don't even know what they how long that takes but um how about when y'all order something from the store and let me know but nah before then it was like they do something they do this thing in weird batches where it's like if you get 15 sales then we'll ship it immediately but if not if you got like one or two sales on this batch that's supposed to be 15 then you're just gonna have to wait till like even though you designed the shirt let's just say i designed the shirt today the 23rd of October they're like we're not going to start shipping it out until November 5th or so or whatever um, or sometime in November right late November mid November and obviously that's a long time to wait for a damn shirt especially when you just purchased it because the purchases go through and everything the design process doesn't take long but they for some reason take a long time to ship maybe because of all the people who use the platform my guy Montrell was the one who told me about the platform he uses it to design his clothes um so there's that aspect of it maybe but it's just those are the things I would change about it but as far as everything else it's cool I like I said it's very easy to design on there but to put it shortly like I said the reason why I wanted to do clothes was it was something I always thought about doing and I'm on this thing where it's like if I want to do it why not do it why not give it a try now how this fits the ugly business theme I'm not getting as many sales as I want Um, thankfully I don't have to pay now, they, they take a big-ass fucking cut. Let me tell you that. They take a big-ass damn cut because if a shirt is, let's just say, $25, I'm letting y'all know right now, I don't get $25. You purchase, you purchase that shirt for $25. They get... I probably get around $8 or $9 from that, and they get the rest dead serious so obviously the higher the 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 price which i'm not willing to just go high prices so i could get a higher ass return i just want to sell more clothes um but like if i did something that was fifty dollars maybe that eight to ten dollars would go up to 15 or so um but still like they take don't don't think that oh i purchased this shirt for twenty five dollars and I'm still waiting on it. I understand. And I get on them all the time. The bonfire, like, y'all need to hurry up because y'all not the ones I got to answer to it. It's me. It's my store at the end of the day. Yeah, I'm using your website, your platform to create these things. But it's my store, you know, um, that it's my name on this store. It's I'm the one that's making the designs. So I'm the one that's being reached out to by people when they want their shit. 
you will get your designs people though because i do have customers that can prove that there's a lovely lady by the name of Lindsay baker uh who did actually a promo video for one of my designs um that i made i made a shirt called surviving 2020 it was like this jersey and everything you could look it up in the store um well actually i think i removed it yet i think i removed it yesterday but if you want that shirt if you want to at least look at it, you I will send you a link. Reach out to me, and I'll send you a link to that shirt because the stuff that I removed from the store, I still have access to, which is another great way, great great thing about the the website. I still have access to that stuff. It, it's not accessible on your end, but it is on my end, and I can easily restate it back into the store or simply just send you a link to that product and you're you'll be able to to buy it but she did a video on that i really enjoyed that that that's some of the things where i think back on and i still look at that video i'm like wow somebody is wearing something that i made somebody bought something that i made somebody is wearing a shirt that i made and it looks really good on her you know a lot of things look good on her but let me not be that <laughs> Lindsay, if you're listening i'm just, you, you know i'm just I'm I'm joking around. I'm being serious in that comment, but I'm joking around. But it really does look good, though. It, I'm I'm proud of the quality that I made. Is all I'm saying. And now you're gonna be like, you you have to say that. You're just trying to sell my shirt. See for yourself and let me know because if some uh, someone thought that it, and I didn't pay her to do it. I didn't ask her to do it. It was just thanks for supporting, and that's all I ask is. If you feel compelled to share the link to other people and tell people about it, if you feel compelled, keywords, if you feel compelled, it is not a mandatory thing. But she felt compelled to do something further than just share the link to my store and sharing the name to my store. She felt like making a video about it. So she did so, and that was cool. Um, but yeah i i started it because i was like it's something i always wanted to do people might not believe because i remember when i started it and then other people there was some other judgmental motherfuckers out there especially on facebook like everybody's starting their own clothing brand now and then literally like months later this woman started her own fucking clothing brand or at least started to make t-shirts let me put it that way because uh, it's uh, not everyone who makes t-shirts has a brand. It's a difference between an actual brand and people who just make shit. You know, not not that there's anything wrong with people who just make the shit at all. Not saying there's something wrong with it. All I'm saying is a brand literally has a name. Like bad for business, clothing, and merchandise. That's a brand name. That's a brand. You just making a t-shirt with your bitmoji on it is just a t-shirt with your bitmoji on it. Which is cool. Because your bitmoji is a little cutie. But <laughs> it's it's different from a brand. So to get on and oh, everybody making a lot. Yeah. And then you months later made one and then act like you didn't make those damn comments. Like I can't, like I wouldn't be able to scroll through your Facebook page and and see that yeah yeah don't do it to yourself stop it don't be a hater stop it you see somebody doing something this goes for everybody 
you see some somebody doing something don't be the hating ass motherfucker that's like oh everybody doing this when it, you see one or two people because it's not everybody it's one or two people you see doing something and you just mad because you ain't doing shit a lot of those people, when they make comments like that, it's because they mad they ain't doing shit. They mad, they upset because somebody was brave enough to put themselves out there and shit. You know, I, 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 I didn't think people were really going to gravitate to my designs. I still think a, a large part as to why I don't get as many sales is, yeah, it could be mar mar the, the way I market or whatever. But it's just, the shit is too wild <laughs> for some folks. And I'm perfectly okay with that. I went and I went in with the understanding once again when I was like, I'm going to make these designs, with the understanding that this is not going to be something like a friendly picture of Casper on a T-shirt or, you know, I don't know, some some child-friendly shit, you know, where or some PG-13 shit, you know. A Disney character or something. It's not going to be that. These things aren't going to be easily to wear out in public. People who wear these things out in public are people who are, who might need to be very strong-willed. And if people react to uh, the shirt, the hoodie, the the mask, even or whatever um, that I made that they're wearing, then. I hope those individuals are strong enough to say, let's have a discussion about it. Because <clears throat> part of me was just like, I could say these things on my podcast, which I do. I could also wear these things out in public. And if someone want to have a discussion about it, we can. And then maybe that way I can introduce them to my podcast or other things that I do. You know, everything is connected. Every single thing is connected. That's uh, People don't get this about me. You might think I'm just some free love hippie idiot i don't know what you think but everything i do is connected for a reason it's all connected it's all there for a reason there's a reason behind i do things and the reason isn't just money motivated the reason isn't just you know it's mainly because i wanted to do it but that's not the only reason why so just keep that in mind whenever you start to think that you've got me pegged and you know you got me figured out or yeah anything of that nature this is something I've always wanted to do you didn't know me as a child you know me when I was young as a teen especially when I had these designs and in my mind and everything but was too afraid to go out and say and actually go forward with it so you can't necessarily tell me what I was or wasn't thinking at the time I can tell you for a fact the things that I thought about as a teen that I wanted to do and I no longer want to do them now I'm not doing them now you know because they're not things that are eating me up inside again if I'm on my deathbed I'm not those things that I d didn't do. I'm not thinking, man, I should have done it anyway. No, I'm thinking, I'm glad I didn't waste time doing that thing because I no longer wanted to do it. Or I didn't want to do it in the first place, so I didn't do it. Nah, I don't want to be the individual that is, man, I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have started my own clothing brand as I 
always thought I wanted to do. I always thought about doing. I wish I started making beats. As I've always thought about doing. Because beats just come up in my head like crazy. And I want to express that. So, that's why I make clothes. Um, and the same goes for the, as for the clothes as with the podcast. I'm... As I get, the the longer I do it, the more patience I have for myself, the more I enjoy it, the better I become at it. Simple as that. So, there's that. We're going to get into the last of this Why I Do What I Do Ugly Business episode. And it will be Why I Write. Stay tuned. All right, last topic under this umbrella of why I do what I do, ugly business. <laughs> um, ugly business episode is why, why we thug, but nah, why, why, why I write. I shout out to Ice Cube for the song Bobby Thug and everything. But why do I write? So, just like with the clothing brand, my want for writing came to me as a child. Um, it came initially for me, I guess in the fifth grade or at least that was the one defining moment i'll share that story with y'all and when i realized yeah this is definitely something that i like doing um but even before then i was kinda not 100 percent kinda motivated to write or at least I wanted to get in, I wanted to dabble into it. So, my mom, God rest her soul, she was someone who liked writing as well. She wrote, um, I believe she had like a, a, a piece. And this was like the neighborhood we grew up in, uh, or that I grew up in. Um, I think she grew up in the same neighborhood too, so I'm going to say we grew up in. The neighborhood we grew up in, we lived in at the time when I was a kid. Um, and they they had this, uh, I, guess this I guess this newsletter or some shit, right? Um, or this pamphlet. I don't know if they had it or she pitched the idea to them. But she was published that way. She was a published writer in a sense that she ended up publishing this one thing that she wrote. And I believe it was pretty much about life in the neighborhood. Um, like how it was for her as a mother raising kids, a wife and everything and everything and like how to navigate the neighborhood and all that other stuff. And she wrote that. And I was, that was one of the moments I was very proud of her. Cause this is a woman who, type 2 diabetic a lot of health issues you know because of that wasn't able to do a lot of things but she still persevered and pushed through 
which you know says a lot about her generation but just a lot about her in general um so yeah um but the thing is uh i was distracted by a text message that's the thing that's not what i want to say there is no but the 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 let me continue so she she published that and i remember her being happy about it and i remember her pretty much saying to me and my brothers um but i felt like she was saying this to me more so how you know if this is something we want to do go out and do it you know what i'm saying like just just you know it's look at her she is someone who again type 2 diabetic health issues Raising four kids, um, stay-at-home mom, have all these other things she got to worry about, and yet she's still doing a damn thing, and she ended up publishing, um, being published uh, in a neighborhood pamphlet, because it was like a pamphlet. It wasn't like a letter or some sort, but it was, I'm calling it a newsletter or whatever, but it was like a pamphlet, and she was published in it, and Again, that was one of the many moments I've had uh, where I was very proud of her. And I was like, yeah, this is my mom right here. Like, yeah. Um, so she did that. Fast forward <clears throat> to maybe when I was like, this is before fifth grade-ish or whatever, but still elementary age. I kept a journal. Um, and I still keep a journal now. Diary, journal, whatever you want to call it. I kept a journal, diary. The difference between the one that I keep now and the one that I kept as a kid was um, now I try to write in it every day, at least every week, um, almost daily every week. And then it was I will write down short sentences and things here and there. But I thought and I was a horrible drawer, but I thought drawing was the way it was like, a, I guess, a a doodle journal. <laughs> If you want to call it that, I thought that was that was how I pretty much expressed how I was feeling. I would draw down somebody in a situation and I would try to make these characters not look like me or anybody else involved. Try to look make them look as different as possible. So made them look white. So I tried to <laughs> I created these white characters. They didn't give them names or nothing. They were just there. Uh, and, but they would go through a situation that I went through, um, or they would say things that were said to me that hurt my feelings or made me feel a certain way. Right. So it was literally just me and whatever the situation was, but in written form and kind of like a comic book type thing, but a lot uglier because again, I can't draw. So that was my way of journey now that i think about it that was creative as fuck as me to do if i could go back to my younger self i give myself the biggest hug and high five and self-esteem booster because i'm thinking about it now like damn that was that's actually a neat way of journaling yeah, right now i'm just writing words and today i felt like this and blah 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 and, and all that is cool but i was I was creating comic book journals. Now I just... <laughs> I think I gave myself an idea. I was creating comic book journals, y'all. That's fucking amazing. Wow. I'm just realizing that. 
years later probably like 20 plus years later but yeah that's what I was doing and again I did it only when I felt the urge to do a need to do it and sometimes I would let people read it or view it other times I would just carry it around and it was this cool looking book the design was awesome I think it was um I don't know what it I don't remember what it was damn kind of want to say for some reason it was Harry Potter even though I was you know a old I was old enough I don't think it was Harry Potter it was a Harry Potter like journal it was it was a journal for sure but it was something that had had to do with like witches and witchcraft and shit maybe it was a satanic journal for satanists and shit and for some reason <laughs> For some reason, my parents thought it would be cool to give it to me. I don't know. But <laughs> it had something to do with that. And I did like the design. I will say that. I really did like the design and everything. Um, and that's what I did. Um, but again, that was something that was a spur of the moment type thing. It was, okay, I really feel like I have to do this to express myself. Um, so I'm gonna do it and that's what I did fast forward from that time to fifth grade we there is a class project <clears throat> as in everyone had to create their own story class project not you know groups and everything but everyone had to come uh, create their own story um, for this class project this is for English English class I, I did I say English English class <laughs> obviously um and i was like man again uh insecure kid who downed himself all the time so i'm like i can't do anything right so i'm not gonna be able to make this story right so this is what i'm gonna do i'm gonna make the silliest scenario i can think of at this moment in time and i am going to create a story out of that it was a short story, but I'm going to create a story out of that. However people gravitate toward it, it is what it is. I'm going into this story with the understanding that this is going to be the most ridiculous thing I've ever created. And it's going to be done purposeful because I don't think I could create anything that is worthy, worth reading. So let me not take this serious. Let me make it silly because if I don't make it silly, I'm going to cry. So, <laughs> that's, that's exactly how I was thinking at the time. So, I created this story about a group of uh, friends. One of them was a rapper. And he wanted to film a music video in this haunted mansion. He was pretty much flexing like, oh, this is my place, you know, and all that other shit, right? No cursing in it, of course. Um, but he was just flexing <laughs> in this mansion. And, of course, his friends are flexing like, yeah, this is our boy's place. And we got it like that. You know, they got the video girls and everything. They dancing and all in the videos, dancing and all that, right? But it was a haunted mansion, like I said. And one of the things I got teased about, one of the many things. But one of the many things I got teased about as a kid was the size of my nose, right? 
People would talk about how big it was. People would make jokes. So I'm like, okay, fine. Fuck it. <laughs> I'm going to put a big giant nose in this in this in this story. Now it's not gonna be on one of the rappers or any of the characters in the story. It's literally going to be the nose that is sniffing up the people in this haunted house. Yes. Um I think that I think I call the character Noseberry or Noseberry. Uh something like that. Um and you know the the story of Nosebury was that people would go into this haunted mansion again, and they they just got I guess sucked up or sniffed up by this nose. So again, trying to divert, trying to I it, here's the pattern here that I'm noticing. Using something that I went through that I can identify with, putting it into writing or a creation, but switching things up a bit. And I kind of do this with the stories now, kind of, a little bit. Not not all, but kind of. Um, I'll get into that in a few. But switching it up to something different because this nose was not a black nose. This was a white nose. So... As you can see, when I want to <laughs> not make it obvious I'm talking about myself, I talk about white people. <laughs> or I make the character white or whatever white. <laughs> oh, man. I needed this laugh, but let me continue. So, I made the nose this big white nose. It will come seeping out the walls, seeping out the ceiling, and just out of every all these crevices and when people's backs were turned it would just suck them up sniff them up and they would get trapped in this they would scream and ah, you know I, I can't do the scream now I'm not even going to attempt to <laughs> but <laughs> they'll scream and everything and they would disappear um I'm going to spoil the story for y'all now because I don't plan on republishing it <laughs> again. <laughs> and it was only published within my the, the parameters of my fifth grade class. So, I'm going to spoil the entire story for y'all. Everybody dies. <laughs> Everybody dies. And eventually the nose, this is kind of disturbing, kills itself by sniffing up the haunted house the haunted mansion that it is a part of leaving the area obviously empty and there's and the the i guess the visual of the end of the story is just the, just this empty void fifth grade people so yeah <laughs> fifth grade fifth grade me probably thinking about suicide Probably thinking about empty voids. Probably thinking about killing everybody who fucked with me. Uh, I don't know. But all I'm saying is... The response I got from that, again... Created this story with the understanding... That this is going to be the silliest shit I've ever... Ever came up with. It was a Halloween themed story... But it was this was written probably around like... Valentine's time. Right? So... 
long after Halloween season. But still, thought, let me just make some silly shit. Let me do it. And people aren't, they're either not going to pay attention to it because it's a story from my, from me. And they're going to be like, oh, it's Ernest's story. Fuck that. We don't want to read anything he got to say. His handwriting ugly anyway, so I can't read it. Or they're going to just down it because it's me. You know? I heard gigglings, cacklings all over, right? Because this is the day where we had to, you know, turn in our stories, right? Uh, well, we turned it in earlier, but I believe this was like one random Friday or so. Where we all was going to read each other's stories that we created. We had this like silent reading party. People brought snacks. I had my favorite popcorn, you know, the smart popcorn and stuff. So I had a tub of that. So... I'm sitting there, I'm munching on the popcorn, I'm reading someone else's story. Um, I think it was one of the, like, it's a story written by one of the Vietnamese girls in these, I don't remember what the story was about at all, but it was written by her, She was. it was the one she created. I just remember who did it, I don't remember what her story was about. Um, so, shout out to her, I don't remember her name, but shout out to her. Um, but I hear cacklings, I hear people laughing. So I'm thinking, I didn't think, I, again, I didn't think they were laughing at my story. I thought someone else's story was funny. I thought maybe, I don't know, maybe someone farted and I didn't, and I didn't hear it. Maybe I farted and I didn't hear it. I don't know. Or maybe, again, it's, it's someone else's story. Or maybe it was my story. But they're only laughing because, oh my God, it's Ernest's story. We don't like Ernest. He's a fucking weirdo. Let's laugh at everything he does because we tease him anyway, right? So, that's those are my initial thoughts. Someone else's story, somebody farted, they laughing at me anyway. <laughs> those are my thoughts. The rounds go around and everything, and then um, the teacher at the time, he comes to me and he whispers in my ear, uh, really great story, bud. This was a white guy. I'm not lying to you. He was a white guy. Um, he goes, really, he really great story, bud. And then gives me like a pat on the back. A, a, a pat on the back. Right? Um, mouth getting dry. So if I'm flipping my words, it is what it is. This is the last uh, segment for this episode anyway. So I'm going to keep going. But he's like, really great story, bud. Pat's on the back. So I'm thinking, oh, he's just saying that because he's the teacher and he got to say it simple as that again every every simple compliment or whatever i was just shutting shit down because i didn't truly believe i was worthy of i didn't believe i was good enough so when people complimented me on shit i was like yeah they just saying it to be nice especially if it was an adult right so i'm like yeah whatever um the laughs grew more and more and more within because i think we was given Probably about a couple minutes. I don't remember how much time, but it was like a couple minutes each to read these stories. They were meant to be short stories for a reason, but we didn't complete every single story. Um, you know, not everyone completed things. Some people made longer stories. Some people made short stories, actually made short stories. Mine, I believe, was probably like a couple pages. I believe like around like 12, 11 pages. So a very short story, tiny story. If you want to call it that. Um, but. Yeah. He says that. And I'm like. Yeah. Whatever. 
then it gets to me um because one of the other kids i guess when the teacher had his back turned or when he wasn't paying attention around paying attention people were whispering about my story again i didn't hear it i didn't hear what was going on because no one told me right i wasn't in the the whisper crowd the in crowd you know what i'm saying i wasn't getting those text messages you know <laughs> let me put it in today's perspectives i wasn't in those text threads so yeah i didn't know about it um and when it, again i think the kid he sat at the table in front of mine um where i sat and he was like oh yeah it's like i earnest story now um and I, he, he like said it under his breath, whispering. I heard that, and I was like, "Oh, oh yes, he's excited to get my this guy. He's excited." I think the kid was name was my. I think it was Michael, uh, one of the Michael, Fat Michael. <laughs> um, I think it was him who said it, right? Um, and I was like, "Okay, that's interesting." Mike likes my story. He wants to read my story. Hmm. Maybe, maybe they're laughing at my story because they think it's funny. And then I started thinking about my story. And I was like, well, it is, it is kind of funny. <laughs> like, so then I started to feel a little bit better. And then I think at the very end, it got to, um, it got to other. It got to a, a multiple other people. A multiple, not everyone got to read it. Um, I felt like a superstar at the end of that day, or celebrity, because people was really asking me, "Can I read your story?" Like, like, like it was really up to me. I was just a kid. Oh, yeah, you can read it. <laughs> but pretty much, it got to the end. Fast forward. Let's fast forward to the end. This kid, Arrow. I'll never forget. Dude was nicest. One of the nicest dudes ever. Arrow was the first one to say, yo, he described the story as epic, right? He 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 picks his head up. He's like, yo, Ernest's story is epic. That's that's what he said. Again, he described it as epic. And I'm sitting there like, word arrow, that you gonna say that out loud? And that's what what got me, because it's like people are usually only nice to me. In private, you know, they don't want to be seen being nice to the weirdo, right? The shy kid, because then people are going to start picking on them. So I was like, hold on, you, you're you nice to me in public? Now he was before, but, you know, this was in, you know, situations during lunchtime. Where not everyone's paying attention or whatever, the only people are around or the people are at our lunch table or whatever, right? Or in the hallway when people are just paying attention to themselves. But this was different. This was in a classroom full of other students with a teacher there, obviously. And it was silent. And he's the first one to speak up to say, yo, Ernest's story is epic. Then others tend to chime in. Yeah, it was funny. I really liked it. Yeah, I didn't know he was, you know. And I'm sitting there like, hold on, hold on. Other people like this too? (laughs) Hold on. I, I, I've written some. I did something people like. This is... I'm putting smiles on people's faces. This is something... I feel like it's brand new to me. It was a brand new feeling to me. Like, I've never made people feel good. 
before. And that felt good. It felt good to do that, you know? Um, and then that's when I look at the teacher and I'm like, oh, so, and then we had like, it was like, he looked at me like I told you, like I told you people was fucking with your story. You know what I'm saying? He ain't black. Yeah. So he, he wasn't going to say it like that, but he was, he just gave me this look like, Hey man, I told you that people were enjoying your story. And I, again, I brushed it off as uh, he's just being nice. That's why he said great story. He's just being nice. But it was because other people were, you know, I guess when they were laughing, he, he looked at the book and it was my book. Or people were telling him, whispering to him. Because I did see people whisper things to him and stuff. I just thought they were asking to use the bathroom. Or they were asking, what does this word mean or whatever, right? I don't know. But... I guess they were telling him, I really like this. Uh, Ernest really has a good book or whatever, right? Or I like this book or this is my favorite book that I've been re reading so far, right? Whatever the case is, I didn't know. But he, he gave me that look. He like, yeah, I told you. So then Arrow, again, I don't know how it got to him. That was his second time reading it. And he was like, after his second reading, he was like, that's when he came up with the, I guess, the, uh, you know, description that, I guess, his final review was the book was epic. Um, and, again, others was like, yo, I got to read it. I want to check it out. There was people who didn't get the chance to read it. It was like, yo, I got to read it. So, word of mouth, obviously. That was my first introduction to the wonders of word of mouth. So, people who are listening to this podcast... You might be thinking, yo, you do a great podcast and, you know, maybe you, you might be calling this podcast epic. But if you really want others to know about it, word of mouth. Because just as much as it did for my little short story back in fifth grade, it can do a lot for my podcast now. So, just just letting you know. Just letting you know a little something if you don't think that you're powerful enough or your opinion matters about it. So I always ask y'all to rate and comment and let me know what you think. Because that stuff actually does matter. People actually do see other people's opinions on things. And they take the word for it. Your opinion, good or bad, can shape the perception of things. And shape how people view things. And want to check things out. So you're a lot more powerful than you probably believe. I was a lot more powerful than I was, you know, initially trying to believe. Um, I'm getting a phone call now, so this pause is a purposeful one. So I'll be back in maybe a few. All right, I'm back. So not quite sure or I don't remember where I was at. I believe I was pretty much saying... Hey, look at all these lizards around. Or whatever they call. But I was pretty much saying, I was telling y'all the story about just how I got into writing, right? So the class project, at the end of the project, um, or the end of the reading session that we had, I was getting praise from people about my story and everything. Um, and that felt good. And... 
it was the first time, literally, like I said, the first time I could remember as, you know, a human being, as an individual, just as a kid at the time, where I did something that had a positive impact in somebody else's life or I made people smile, I made people uh, just, you know, laugh or whatever, right? It was that moment there that made me say, wow, you know, um, plus I enjoyed the process. I enjoyed the creative process. It wasn't just the fact that people liked my book and they laughed or whatever. Um, it was the process of it. This is me. This is, this is me as a fifth grader that is, that has the one similar, you know, I guess same mindset when it comes to school. I always hated school. Never liked school. Always hated it. Uh, you know, so with that being said, it was, I didn't enjoy doing any schoolwork, you know, some of the only, the only times I enjoyed schoolwork was like during those art classes. And even then, like some teachers would, some art teachers were just terrible. Um, and it wasn't like I was, you know, good at drawing and painting or whatever. It was just a simple fact that this was something that I felt as though I could do. I could make and I wasn't being judged harshly for I didn't feel stupid but that's for other stories or whatever but as far as school in general <clears throat> um, I hated it what not just because of the bullying the teasing and all that um, but just the work and everything um, took me a while to learn it learn a couple things you know what I'm saying no, I wasn't the most most scholastic student we put it that way. I didn't start getting A's and B's till I got into college. And that is legit the truth. I was uh, straight up barely passing, just passing the benchmark student. C's and everything. And yeah, that's that that was me. Um, but this assignment, I've gotten a good grade on it and all that. Um, but this assignment was something where I felt very proud of myself for not only creating but I did enjoy actually making the project. And so that was one of the moments where I was like, in my mind, I didn't say this out loud because again, that wasn't like a moment that my insecurities as a child went away, my shyness, my all that. Nah, I was still the shy, insecure kid at that time. But that was the one defining moment <clears throat> where I realized, you know what, I can do this writing thing. Like, this is something that I wouldn't mind doing. I remember at that age, I wanted to be a fireman um, for one reason. Well, probably like a couple reasons. Uh, one of the major reasons was you didn't need to go to college to be a fireman, right? You just needed a high school diploma. Uh, or even a GED and I was someone who never thought he'd go to college or hell there were even times where I thought I'd never graduate high school you know um, so that was one reason the other reason was I'm like I want to be I want to be a hero but I don't want to be a cop <laughs> you know and you know I think firemen are really cool and they they get the 
sit down all day this is my fifth grade thoughts you know they get to sit down all day until they get called and then they get to help people and then they go home afterward right so again fifth grade mind and everything this that in the third yada 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 um i understand now it's it's a lot tougher than that it's a lot deeper than that i respect the hell out of firefighters um don't get me wrong always did i was just a fifth grader at the time so obviously you're gonna have to you know take my comments as someone who was a fifth grader thinking about what it would be what it would mean to be a firefighter so that happened i didn't start writing again and i mean like creative writing again until let's fast forward again years later because this fast forward actually is something that well it wasn't a fast fast forward but you know i didn't start writing again until i think my senior year junior senior year of high school it was because this classmate of mine carl shout out to carl if you're listening it carl convinced me to start tumblr all right so remember i brought up tumblr in the past right i started using tumblr and how i the reason why i got so bored with tumblr and everything it's because I started using Tumblr when I was in high school. So you got to think about it. An adult who started using this platform, interacting with other high schoolers at that time, but he grows up and then the high schoolers that he was interacting with on that platform no longer use the platform, but you're still on it. It gets awkward because now you're interacting with other high schoolers from uh, the generation before you or just younger people in general and again going back and forth with them arguing with them about shit talking to them just was weird and a waste of damn time and did not feel right but anyways carl um suggested that i start my own my own blog on tumblr because in high school i was still you know shy and everything but this is around social media time as well so i had my let me just call it my social media personality which you know people probably thought it was the real me it was part of it was me was who i am you know the the witty self that you hear in this podcast the sarcasm the foul mouth and all that but I was that on Facebook before I was that anywhere else. So I would make these statuses about whatever. Carl will find it funny. All the other people that I went to high school with will find it funny. Um, Not everybody, but, you know, people I went to class with, people I knew who knew me, he will find it funny or insightful or whatever. And that's when Carl, because he was on Tumblr, and was like, yo, do you got a blog? And I was just like, I've never even thought, I like, I've thought about it. I told him I thought about it, but I just don't know where to go to start a blog. And then he's like, go to Tumblr. Use the use Tumblr to start a blog and stuff. They create, you, 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 you don't have to do extra work. You can, you know, create. And that was the one thing I do miss and love about Tumblr. The customization option was beautiful to me. I, I loved custom. I, I there were times where I would spend when I wasn't in school, of course, probably a weekend or a vacation. But there would be times where I spent the day just 
going over layouts and customizing layouts for my blog and stuff because it was just fun and stuff it wasn't the easiest but once i got the hang of it it was like okay i can do this and this is actually cool um so that's the one thing i miss about Tumblr. that's about it um customization is just straight beautiful um but as far as again like i said uh he suggested it and like with all the other suggestions in this in in um that i've gotten it wasn't until probably like the third or third second or third time right um but the difference is this happened within the same month rather than you know months later carl mentioned tumblr again and then he mentioned it again i forgot um because i do remember it would always be during history class because i think that was uh one of the very few classes we had together you know um, so he would mention it. Hey, you know, you need. Did you start that Tumblr yet? Yo, when you gonna start that Tumblr? He would always, you know, remind me. And then it got to the point. And then one day I just went home, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? Let me go check out Tumblr. Let me go do this thing. Let me check it out. And I was amazed by it. As you hear me trash Tumblr now. I was amazed by it back then when I first got when I first signed on to it again high school junior right I think this was junior right so high school junior um, <clears throat> and really amazed by this platform where I'm like wow I could express myself this way I'm looking at examples of other people's blogs now I was not that I was the only writer because I, I don't think I was the only writer on there. I wasn't the only person who primarily had a blog for writing. Let me put it that way. There were certain people that would write in and there and there. And also my girlfriend at the time. Uh, she was another uh, person that was suggesting me to be on Tumblr as well. Uh, she's the one that got me on a lot of social media, by the way. Um, I never used to be on social media, believe it or not. Um, for the and when I was in middle school, social media wasn't around, or at least I think it was like MySpace and stuff. Either or, I wasn't on it. I wasn't on the internet until yeah, like probably my junior year of high school. <laughs> that that uh, that might be unbelievable to y'all, but the story goes. I met this girl she knew a lot of people at from my high school but she didn't necessarily go to my high school uh we kicked it off um the only social media platform i was using at the time was facebook and my brother was the one who got me into that again so it's not like i just joined social media because other people's uh no well because it, it's exactly because of other people but um it wasn't because of my own like hey i want to check this platform out i knew about facebook i've heard plenty of things about it that it just didn't interest me but my brother was like dude you gotta get on social media like you just turned 18 you gotta get on social media and yes i graduated high school at 19 years old i was 18 years old as a junior there's the math right there i y'all feel however you want to feel i finished bitch anyways so He's like, dude, you're 18, blah, 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 blah. 
don't be a weird ass nigga get on Facebook not his words exactly but that's the message I got when he said it so I'm like yeah yeah whatever man fine fuck it so I turned 18 and then literally I do remember this was the day after my 18th birthday where I joined Facebook so I was just on Facebook okay or uh, like I said this was junior year for me for of high school everyone else is 17 of course or however old they were their junior year I was 18 okay so and then that's when I started saying these things and stuff on on Facebook and saying the things that I've all because I've always had my own thoughts people I've always had things to say it's just I had nowhere to say it because I wasn't even on social media so there's that um, I'm on Facebook and the girl and I connected first on Facebook because of all the mutual friends we had because she went to middle school with pretty much every damn buddy in my class, uh, in my high school graduating class. And, but she just did not go to the damn, uh, the same high school. They all went to the same damn middle school and high school. She chose a different route, you know? Um, so that's how we connected there. But then she found it weird, just like how everybody else, that I wasn't on social media. So she was another person that was telling me about Tumblr. She was telling me about Twitter as well. Um, I will say the only social media I joined by myself was YouTube. And because someone was, I was like, hold on, this is a free platform where you can watch music videos all day. Because my big thing back in the day was music videos. I loved music videos. So... You know, even before YouTube and any, anything, I loved watching music videos. And we didn't necessarily have cable at the time. And then when we did have cable, the music that was playing, I was... If you think I'm a music snob, that now... You should have heard my thoughts about a lot of the music being played. Especially rap music being played back then when I was in high school. So it was like, I'm going to find a real hip-hop. I'm going to find this. And it was all on YouTube. So, YouTube was the only platform that I was on that I joined for myself, and I did it, you know, on my own. Nobody had to suggest YouTube for me. But Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, yeah, I, I had to be pushed into joining those. So, I joined Tumblr, right? We back on to the story. I know, rambling and everything. But I joined Tumblr, and I get to, you know, working on customizing my blog and I get to, you know, writing down pieces and stuff. I don't even remember, like, things that I wrote down. I remember some things. Um, some of the more controversial, I guess, things that got me hated by people on there. Uh, one article in particular talked about um, how I believe women should learn how to use a firearm and take and and take self-defense courses just in case they find themselves in a situation uh where they need where they hopefully y'all heard that stuff i did put the microphone away from me but just in case they need uh to defend themselves and in that article i did not take away the fact that men or just predators in general need to stop doing what they do to women all i simply said was but it's expecting every expecting some random man to come come around like spider-man or batman to just come out of nowhere to help you is unrealistic what's 
realistic is that we tell men not to be so toxic and, and all that shit, but also a woman who defends herself and can defend herself um, by getting a firearm or, you know, defending herself, taking, you know, classes and things of that nature, right? Oh, I got tore to shreds. Nobody wanted to hear that shit. They just wanted to hear a man bashing other men. I got tore to shreds. People was calling me a victim blamer. People was saying that I was sexist. People was, and I didn't say anything sexist. I wasn't saying it's the women's fault for these men's actions. In fact, I was saying that it was the men's fault for why this is going on. And I was condemning men who stay silent about things, situations like this. But this is how I feel, you know? Oh, no. That's, that, that was... They Dave Chappelle'd me. So this is why I can look at what happened with Dave and I can identify with it strong, whether I agree with it or not. There's people who saw a snippet or didn't even read everything of what I said and then or didn't take the time to try to ask questions because they didn't understand or process it. They just assumed I was saying, well, women... Y'all are the reason why y'all getting raped. Well, it's nobody else's fault. It, that's not what I was saying at all. Um, but, yeah, that's one of the pieces that I remembered I wrote on Tumblr. Uh, and that's the one I had, the, like, to argue, like, fucking crazy. There was another piece. Um, this one was a political piece that someone actually stole from me. This is my first time someone actually stole something that I wrote. And this was... Now looking back at it, it is a form of flattery, but it still kind of sucks. So, I wrote a piece down about, um, I think it was like, when I started to realize both political parties really wasn't, really don't give a fuck about the American people, right? And I just wrote it down, it's, it's a, if you read it, you're like, yeah, Ernest wrote this for sure. Literally, like, probably nine plus months later, some fat Mexican guy, which I thought I was like the oldest motherfucker on Tumblr until I saw him and his profile. I'm notified by somebody who actually reads my writing, and she's like, hey, this guy said similar things that you said this one time. I think you should check him out. She didn't come to me on some, oh, he stole your shit. She just was like, he said similar things. So I'm like, okay, what is, who, who is she talking about? Let me click on this. Literally, the guy stole word for word everything that I said. And he took off probably a paragraph or two because I believe in those paragraphs. That was where my character shined my personality shined the most and if people read that they're gonna say hold on this doesn't sound like carlos like carlos why are you speaking like this man now i don't know if his name was carlos i might be being racist but i'm still kind of bitter like this motherfucker stole my shit and then when i confronted him about it he his his comment was yeah i i agree with everything you're saying and oh, I just saw it somewhere else and I decided to post it. 
Now, I know the difference between somebody who reblogged, because that's what that's what it was called, someone who reblogged something, because it was people who agreed with me on, you know, even in my most hated posts, it was people who still reblog things, right? And agree with me on shit, right? So I know a difference between someone who reblogged something, which is Tumblr's version of a retweet, basically. I know the difference between that and someone who just straight up stole someone else's idea and wrote it down. Dude was trying to play me for some sucker, right? So I start messing with him and I'm like, okay, if that's the case, tell me who, who, where'd you find this person um, and who wrote it? And also when you reblog something on Tumblr, they'll have the original blog, uh, the original posters name at the bottom. I believe it was like you can see the name at the bottom of whoever posted it. His name was at the bottom. It wasn't a reblog. It was a bitch, you stole my article. You put it in a Word document. You cut off the things that you know damn well people are probably going to be like, I know you did not write this, Carlos. And then you kept everything else. All you had to do was reblog the original. Or all you had to do was say to me was, Hey, I feel the same way. Can I take some of your words, put them in a Word document, upload this blog and add my own flavor to it? I would want to see the final copy before he do that. But there could have been a 50-50 chance I'd say yeah. But yeah. Anyways, that happened to me. Um, and I say all that just to say, like I said, I, I was writing on Tumblr for the longest. Fast forward, you know, a couple years after that. This is college now. I'm 22 years old. This is uh, the end of my sophomore year i took some time off of college i went straight into college yes i got into college people you can clap it up and everything right so i i went straight into college literally right after i graduated high school and i mean legit probably like four days after i graduated high school me and this other student we didn't go to the same uh college but uh we were starting immediately. Everyone else is tell, talking about their summer plans and where they're going. And I'm like, yeah, um, I don't got a summer plans. Uh, at least my summer plans don't last longer than four days. Because <laughs> we graduate today. It's like June something, right? So we graduate May or June, right? So we graduate today. And then four days later, y'all, I start college. And then the other person, legit, the same thing for him. He started, I believe it was like four days or so um, after we graduated as well. So I start college, boom, did that. But after my freshman year, took some time off. Um, a lot of time off, really. Um, simply because I wanted to find work and I wanted to make money. And although I did really great my freshman year, I still hated school. So <laughs> there was that. Um, but I was telling my parents, oh, I'm just saving up for money and saving up for school and, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just trying to make some money out here. You know, college is taking up my time. All that shit, right? It was really just I cared about making money and shit. Um, so I took the time off 
and then I got back into college around 22, right? So that was my sophomore year. At the end of that, because I was studying to be to go into the field of psychology. At the end of that, I realized that writing was something that I really wanted to do because that was when I, that's not when I published my first book or e-published my first book. That's when I started writing my first book, Relationship Advice from a Nobody, right? And by the way, I believe there's a two coming out. Or in the works, let me put it that way. And I say I believe is because the thought's in my mind. And I did start uh, drafting it, but it's been a while since I picked that draft up. But I might pick it back up. But anyways, so there might be a sequel. Relationship advice from a nobody too. So I started working on that. And I was like, you know what? This writing shit actually makes me feel good. I'm writing about uh, the horrible breakup that I had. Because again, the girl that I was with... All throughout high school, pretty much. Uh, Her and I had this terrible breakup. Um, So it's like, you know what? Here's, I'm going to write a book about all the shit that I did wrong. All the shit that she did wrong. All the relationship woes I've been in. um, And pretty much warn people, hey, this is what you don't do. This is what you do not. This is what you should do. And if I could do things differently, this is how things would be. For someone in my situation that's exactly what the entire book is about um and i started working on that like i said the end of my fresh uh not freshman sophomore year of college um and then once we i got back into school and everything uh it was like why am i even i was still going to i didn't tell my parents i didn't tell anybody honestly that yeah you know what that remember that psychology thing that i told y'all about or every I kept telling people I wanted to do get into, yeah, I was just lying to y'all because I wanted to impress people. Because again, I would tell people, and they're like, "Oh my God, I can see you in that field. Oh my God, my baby's gonna be a psychologist. My brother, my my uh, my nephew, my grand, all that stuff, right? So, you know, my friend, my everybody's super excited and all that shit. They're expecting me to graduate in like in eight years or so, six to eight years with a psych you know psychology degree uh i got cousins hit me up talking about some yeah you uh, we need this psychology man we need i need your help with this which i'm pretty sure even if i was a practicing practicing psychologist i couldn't work with family because wouldn't that be a conflict of interest or some shit you know they would still have to go outside anyways but people just want some free help free advice that's what it really was they i that's what i'm thinking so people were saying that so I continued going to school because much like how I was in fifth grade, I I was still a young adult, although very opinionated online, not as opinionated as I was, as I am now offline. So I continued going to school for psychology, but anyone who continues to go to school for something they're not very passionate about, especially if you are a creative type, you're going to your hate for school and your hate for whatever you're doing and even your anger in yourself and other people is going to grow and grow and grow and grow and that is what kept happening throughout the years it just kept growing um and i just kept writing to escape that feeling because writing was the one thing that made me feel good 
at the moment, you know? Wasn't in a relationship with anyone anymore, so I couldn't, you know, just have sex with them <laughs> to feel good. Nobody else was out here trying to fuck me and anything, so there is that. Um, and honestly, I don't think I was, like, in the mood to try to be with anybody emotionally after that very ugly breakup with somebody who I thought I was going to marry one day. Um, yeah, absolutely not. So I just kept riding. Riding was the love of my life at the time. It still is the love of my life, but it, that was my girlfriend at the time, you know? So um, I just kept doing that. And then three years later, at the age of 25, that's when I, pun- uh, not punished, but published, e-published, but still published my first book, Relationship Advice from a Nobody. Now, I put this out for free because I used a free platform to publish it. On that platform, you can still, you can pay to have everything set up. And I think in the future when I re-release it, it will be re-released. Not only just a hard copy, but it will be re-released for, you know, money. Probably not a lot of money. Um, Usually, I, this last book, I, I sold it for $5, right? So that book, because it's older, <laughs> bless me, because it's older, um, and the the e version is still free. I'll probably re-release it for probably like a couple bucks. Who knows? Um, but if I do go up on that price, my other book is definitely going up on a price. Just letting you know. Probably about ten dollars though. So. That's that's nothing to y'all. Y'all balling out here. I'm not. So there's that. Um, and throughout my life, it's just like even after doing that, the I, I I get excited. I still really get excited writing. I love I love it. I love stating my opinions on things. Still, I have a blog, a Medium blog. Not on Tumblr, but Medium is what I do where I publish my blog posts obviously an author as well i forget to post my medium blog in the description box below but (laughs) maybe i'll start to do that that'll be there um i know i've done it before so there's that aspect of it um but it's just the reason why i love writing so much is the the self-expression the fact that I'm my own boss I am the one in charge of saying what can what saying what I want to say you know I'm saying it how I want to say it and just it just feels right to me <clears throat> the 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 creative aspect the independence and how it makes me feel and how all this goes in with this theme again of ugly business um i'm 30 years old now and i only have two published books and i'm still learning as i go now i don't intend on only publishing a book every five years or so because it you know from 25 to 30 obviously that's a five-year jump i don't intend 
let me put it that way again i don't intend on making it a little every five year thing like where it's like the next time i publish publish a book i'm 35 and then 40 and then you know so on and so forth um i want to put it out when it feels right i will say this second book i purposely put a timeline on myself only because i wanted to have that feeling of how it felt to <laughs> have a book deadline and then put it out um, i publish it through amazon and not through any other publisher so Amazon set the timeline um, for when they want, you know, both electronic copies and physical copies out. And I was just like, okay, let me follow Amazon's timeline, obviously. So that happened there. Um, but as an independent writer, publisher, I typically set my own timelines. And my timelines are usually when it feels right, when I feel like the final copy when after I've reread it 50 billion times and find an editor who's willing to look over it and check it out and stuff, whether they like it or not, I still put things out. That's my thing. Um, about these podcast episodes, about my writing, I still put out things. I think that's one of the bravest things any creator could do is still put out something that they are that may have gotten negative uh may have gotten a negative response or you know they they just you know are unsure about it right now i'm not saying it's a good idea to just put out everything that's if it's crap it's crap but if you feel in your heart of hearts that this is something i want the world to see put it out the world has a, a, a they they they're going to respond to it you may not like the response but it's their right to do so but i would say put it out anyways you know i'm getting started just like well i started and i'm not at the grand level you know ugly business i'm in an ugly business phase still when it comes to all the creativity that I do. Like I said with the podcast. I'm not top charting. I'm not all this other shit. But. I am. Still. Out here grinding. Still doing my thing. Doing numbers. Numbers are larger than zero. Hell larger than two. <laughs> larger than the two SoundCloud listens I was getting at the time. So. That's something. As far as my clothing brand. I've gotten a few people who would check out the store. They haven't purchased anything. But they're like, oh my god, this stuff is actually dope. This is actually creative. I actually think you have a great eye for this. I wish their wallet said the same thing. But, you know, just those compliments. And people who have bought things. Again, just showing it off in a video, that was what really just made me like, wow, you know, this is, this is awesome. Somebody's actually wearing something that I created and they're showing it off for people who follow them on social media. Um, that's really dope. So it's that aspect is those things. And then of course, it's the people who compliment me on my writing, the people who 
say they feel uh, they they you know they they felt good about something that I wrote about or they even if they agree with it as long as they don't steal my shit verbatim that feels good you know what I'm saying <laughs> so yeah maybe some people are like you're 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 constantly grown you're not in the ugly business phase anymore I say I still am because. Technically, I guess my definition or how I look at it is if I was out the ugly business phase, then I'd be out here. I mean, my 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 damn store for my my clothes would be looking a lot better. I've seen other people shit and their websites look really dope. I don't know what numbers they do, but their websites presentation top notch, top notch. And I'm like, man, I cannot wait till I get to that level. But. I can only get to that level when it is time and when I have, you know, the the money and the resources for it. I could spend money on it, but I feel as though <clears throat> it's going to take me a lot of work. Um, and again, I don't want to rush to perfection. Now, when I say perfection, I mean to personal standards of, you know, okay, this is what it, you know, a final, co- you know, this is what I want it to look at, lo- look like this is what I want these results to be right so I don't want to rush to all that I want to take my time and constantly grow as I keep doing as I have been doing so yeah I know this segment probably was very long but you 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 know how passionate I am about writing and I'm passionate about the other things that I do especially this podcasting thing as well. I appreciate you all for listening. Share this episode with someone you think believe of uh, someone you believe needs the motivation. Hopefully you are motivated by it. If so, let me know what you think about this episode. You can hit me up on Twitter, let me know. You can send in the voice message feature and let me know. If I remember to leave my email down there you can let me know wherever you can find me on social media let me know um and subscribe if you're not subscribed rate this podcast please share the episode and until then until next episode stay black if you are black stay beautiful black lives matter lgbtqia plus lives matter black trans women matter black trans men matter black women matter Black men matter. And I'm out. Peace.